and welcome to Autistically Unapologetic, the unfiltered and unmasked podcast about everything autism. Here's your host, Devin Morrissey. Hi, and welcome to Autistically Unapologetic with me, Devin Morrissey. I want to officially welcome everyone to the 10th episode of this podcast, where today I'm about to interview another guest. Before I do, though, I just want to take this time and this opportunity really quickly to thank everyone who has been so kind and so supportive since the second season of Love on the Spectrum US premiered this past week. I honestly had such a blast shooting this show for a second time in a row, and I hope that you all enjoyed this season just as much as all of us on the cast and crew had such a fun time shooting it. Speaking of Love on the Spectrum, my special guest on this episode is an inaugural cast member on the original Love on the Spectrum. She is going to be sitting down with me today and give more insight to her time on the show and see what she's been up to since. In addition, she's going to be sharing one of her favorite hobbies that I know quite a few out there will agree that you enjoy doing. Please welcome to Autistically Unapologetic, Chloe Hatch. Hi, Chloe. How are you? Um, I'm really good. I've been doing really well. Thank you. Awesome. What time is it currently in Australia? It's half 10 in the morning on the Friday the 26th, though. Holy moly. Well, I really appreciate you coming on. Um, I know that our time differences right now are a little bit on the kind of crazy side, but thank you so much for coming on. And I'm so happy. This is like the first time that I actually get to speak to you. It's, it's hilarious. I know we messaged a few times, but it's the first time I'm so excited. I- I know, I remember, I think you reached out to me right when the first trailer for the US version dropped. And it's funny because I had seen you on the show prior to any Love on the Spectrum US. But then when the show dropped, I'm like, wait, how the heck do you know me? I should be knowing who you are. I've seen you on my TV and on my phone, on my Netflix accounts. Like, what the heck? Listen, Chloe, I'm so excited that you're here. So I first wanted to just start off by asking, um, when did you first find out that you were autistic? And what was your reaction to that? Well, um, I was diagnosed when I was like 11, 12. Um, but I think like my family, like, they knew like way before I was diagnosed that I was autistic. <laughs> like it was kind of, I showed obvious signs. Usually like, um, if, like with women, like, um, it's hard to like um, diagnose autism because like we yeah like it's a lot, lot harder but for me it was quite um, obvious <laughs> but like it, yeah but um, yeah I got diagnosed when I was 11 12 um, I was in um, high school, well um, secondary school in England but yeah I didn't know what autism was like wasn't really explained to me <laughs> so yeah. when I got autistic i thought like i was dying or something i thought it was like you thought something really bad you were dying oh my, oh my gosh <laughs> like the um hospital room well not the hospital room in the gp office and they were like chloe you could go out if you want you don't have to hear this if you don't want to like there's nothing like they were just like that and they were like you have autism and i'm like what that so that was my body don't worry about it you'll be fine you'll be fine i'm dead now like I'm, I'm dying i'm gonna die oh my god <laughs> like like it wasn't really properly explained to me 
like 12, like 13, 14. So like, oh, this is really bad. But, um, I hate P, like I, I hate sports. But um, I remember going to the teacher, oh, I can't do P, I got autism. <laughs> and he's like, oh my God, this is really bad. <laughs> this is when I'm like, oh, oh my God. Oh my God, using autism to get out of PE, that is brilliant. Tell me a little bit about your life growing up. What was that like for you? I understand right now that you actually live in Australia, but I understand and I just heard that um, you actually grew up in England for a bit, which I had no idea. So tell me what that was like. Um, well, I moved to Australia when I was 14, in 2014. But um, huh? it, yes, I just, um, but I guess I don't know. Um, yeah, I grew up in England, um, near Bath, Somerset. And remind me, where is Bath or Bath or how do you pronounce it right? <laughs> but um, it's like in the like, it's in um, the southern part of England, but it's like London. Oh. But um, do you know Stonehenge? Okay, you know what? I've only been to London once, so sadly no. But I think I've heard of it. Yeah, Stonehenge. It's like this big walk, like it's like walk formation. Um, it's in um, well, Wiltshire. I lived about twenty minutes away from it. You serious? Yeah. Wow. In Wiltshire, away. But um, I'm from Southwick, Wiltshire. But like, no one knows when it is. So I usually just say Bath because more people know where Bath is in Wiltshire. But yeah, I live like twenty minutes away from Stonehenge. So <laughs> if that. Nice. That that's absolutely incredible. So some of these episodes that I've mentioned are actually revolving around hobbies and interests, kind of a little bit like this. Um, I previously had some previous episodes with uh, Teo from the Australian Love on the Spectrum from the Australian Love on the Spectrum. And I had Mr. James from the US version of Love on the Spectrum. Um, and we actually talked a little bit about their hobbies and their interests. Now, many people may or may not know this looking through your social media, but I understand that you are a huge, huge fan of cosplay. Um, so can you explain to all of us that don't necessarily understand what cosplay is, what cosplay actually is? Oh, because I'm so bad at explaining, but like it's basically, <laughs> like, which I'm so bad, but um, it's basically where um, you dress up as like a character from like oh. a book or whatever, so you like you dress up. Oh. Uh, like, um, and you go to conventions and all that, and you meet up with other people who are dressed. <laughs> so I'm really bad at explaining, but yeah, like... No, you're good. What got you in a cosplay? Like, what excites you about it? Um, well, I'm like a massive nerd. Like, I'm a massive freak. Like, I love anime, like, the anime moon. I love, like, I'm a massive, massive nerd. And um, Aren't we all massive nerds, though? Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but... Yeah, so like, and um, I saw loads of people dressing up as characters. I'm like, oh my god, I want to do that. And like, I got into it. Like, I saw, I made my first costume. Like, by hand, it was pretty bad, but like, it was like my first. <laughs> it was bad. Oh, was come bad. on, come on. Your first costume, you got to give yourself credit for that now, Chloe. Come on. It was good. Like, for my first costume, it was good. But like, looking back, like, what I can make now, it's like. Mm, I see. But yeah, and, and it's just like when you. I don't know, it's weird, because when I put on the costume, I, I can be, like, the character. I don't have to be me. Like, I'm someone else. Well, I'm, like, someone else. I'm that character. And it just, I don't know, it just feels... I'm a lot more confident when I dress up. It, mm. Like, 
I can put, like, yeah, I don't know how to explain it. But. It brings out the confidence in you yeah. that you never thought was actually there. Yeah. And speaking of costumes, what are some of your favorite cosplay costumes, just out of curiosity? Um, Sailor Venus, obviously. Um, Sailor, Sailor Venus. Sailor Venus. Is that oh, the okay. name? What? Sailor Venus? Yeah. I must give you a heads up. I don't really know much about anime other than Pokemon, so. <laughs> oh, I, I, I know you can. I Sailor Moon is like my ultimate. I have like a whole collection. Like I have so much. <laughs> like I collect a lot. Oh my gosh! What does Sailor Venus look like? Like what is she? Oh, oh wow. Okay. Because I can show you my whole collection if you want, but... So when you go to these yeah. conventions, do you dress up exactly like that? Yeah, like, I have other costumes, but, like, because um, I just conventions last year. So, like, I only had, like, this year I have so much time. Like, I have so many costumes. I bought costumes. I have so many costumes I have to make. Like, wow. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, they look that's incredible. I can only imagine the hours of effort and work that go in to make these costumes. Because one of my best friends from high school, she's super into cosplay as well, but I never really understood the full linguistics of it. Like, I never understood, like, oh, you can just buy any costume and go, right? But, but now that you show me, you're like, no, it's not. It's more than that. You actually have to, like, literally make your entire costume from scratch. Because, <laughs> um, well, I got um a lot of costumes on the go but i got a concert on tuesday um i'm going with amanda who was from one but i question wait amanda from love on the spectrum one the um in the first episode she was on the date with michael oh wait the same one that they then went to a comic con yeah. um on their second one yeah that's amanda she's like one of my best friends Okay, I knew that name sounded familiar, but it has been a long time since I watched the original Love on the Spectrum. I feel like now I need to re go back and rewatch it now that we're talking about it. <laughs> and like, I tried watching it like um, like a year ago, like we watched it a year ago, and I'm like, yeah, no, I can't. <laughs> I know, it's, it's the craziest thing. So like, are you and Amanda going in, into any conventions at, soon? Or like, what are you guys going to dress up as? like last year but like this year like but yeah me and Amanda were like these like one of my best friends like literally know no I got to meet her like we are literally like really close and that's you know I love her I don't know if man Amanda I love you oh shout out to Amanda <laughs> hoping that you're listening to this <laughs> are you going to any cosplay conventions this year do you have any fun ones yeah. coming up I got generating games. I got supernova. I got so many. But, um, <laughs> like, whoa! What on earth? Oh, the these are the wings for that. I don't have thirteen. Like, I do play um, League of Legends. Oh wow, that's incredible! Wow. <laughs> so wait, and you put this on the costume? Yeah. Oh. Oh wow! Okay, that's that's actually awesome. I think I've seen one of my best friends wear something like that. I don't fully remember, but I think <laughs> that's amazing, though. So you got these conventions that are coming up, and is that going to be part of your costume? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Well, I'm super excited, and I mean, you better be sharing these on social media because world, watch out! Here comes Chloe Hatch and. <laughs> As that type of character. <laughs> yeah.
So the next question I want to ask you is something about that we are both now kind of intertwined sort of as a family. So Love on the Spectrum is an Australian reality TV show that surrounds the lives of autistic individuals as they encounter love, dating, relationships, you name it. So it premiered on Netflix in November of 2019, and you, Chloe, were actually a part of the very first season ever of the entire Love on the Spectrum franchise. I mean, how were you even approached to be on the show in the first place? It's a long story. Do you want this long story? Hey, you know, if it's a long story, if it's a short version of that, by all means. (laughs) So, you know, Jimmy and Sinead? from the first season and second. So um, I'm friends with them. I've been friends with them like way before the show. Like I met um, Jimmy when I was um, starting year 11 in um, school. And when I left that school, I became friends with Sinead's brother at different school. So I knew, so I wish I got them together. Like I wish like I knew them both at the same time. Be like, yeah, yeah. And like Aww. I had the credit, but they found each other. And, um, I was um, listening, well, Jimmy was talking to someone about the show, but like, oh yeah, Thorne is blah, 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 and I'm like, oh, well, I might give it a go, so um, I applied, well, um, sent an email, email through it, and literally, like, I think it was, like, a couple of hours, like, five, six hours, I got a response. And really? They were like, oh, we want to have a call with you. I'm like, okay, had a call. They were like, okay, we're going to meet you, like, we want to meet you at a cafe, met at a cafe, and I'm like, yeah, you're on. Yeah. Wow. And I'm like, but um, I also um got Jimmy and Sinead on the show, so they were couples, and um, Jimmy and Sinead, they didn't know like couples could apply. So Wait, they, they had no idea that they were like being considered for the show. Like, but um, Kian was like, "Do you know anyone who's autistic or in a relationship?" And I'm like, Jimmy and Sinead, and they were like, "Give me the number." So I, gave, so I, I, about, I was like, Jimmy, um, you know that show you were talking about? He's like, yeah. I'm like, do you want to be on it? And he was like, oh, but, um, but I maybe. But Sinead was all for it. Jimmy was a bit, but yeah. <laughs> That's awesome, though, that you were able, in a way, to kind of be like, hey, I have these connects, and I think that these would be a great people for the show. Why don't you bring them on board? But that's incredible, though, that, like, literally within five, six hours, you were like, wait, I'm on the show right then and there? Like, how did that happen? But I think I was the only person one who applied and got on because everyone else was scouted. Or, like, really? I was the only one who applied and got on. Wow. That's so incredible. Because I found that out, like, when we did the photo shoot for season um, one. Like, yes. one. They were like, oh, we went to convention or, you know, um, I got recommended or whatever. And I'm just like, oh, was I the only one who applied? I know. That's really incredible because when I think about it, like, there's so many people out there that applied for this current season. And I was just blown away by just how many people had actually applied. Um, just given the success that the U.S. version has now, I mean, it's just like, whoa. Like, they have, like, thousands of people applying for the show. And I'm just like... Wow, that's, that's, that's a lot of pressure for Keen and the producers, as I can imagine. Um, what was it like to have Netflix and Northern Pictures follow you as you re-entered this complex and sometimes complicated world of dating? Because as I remember, it had been two years since you were, went on a date. 
Oh, when I first filmed? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so, um, because when um, I first applied, because it was like, on new show, it wasn't like Netflix, like it was just like um, an Australian TV program, like well, oh. TV, and so ABC, well, which, which is the Australian broadcasting. I know you have the American one. Yes. But yeah, so it was the Australian ABC, and I thought it was just like a little documentary. Is it not a little documentary? No. Because it, it, um, it came out in Australia at the end of 2019, so like just before the whole, yeah. Yeah, before so, everything shut down due to COVID. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but, um, oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> I lost track. But, um, yeah, so um, Netflix got it, like, well, bought the rights to it or whatever. I don't know, Nick. I don't know what happened, but yeah, um, I think it was like males. I don't know when, but it was in two thousand twenty, and like, and that was when like, like everyone was on Netflix, and everyone was, you know, it came really, really big. Yes, like it blew up so quick, and like, like I, didn't, I thought it was just gonna be like a little documentary. I didn't know it was gonna be like literally because it was like celebrities were. You know, yeah. like everyone, I'm just now like, oh my god! I know, and I mean, who would have ever thought the fact that it started on the Australian broadcasting company and then being able to move to Netflix? I mean, I've been following the show ever since season one of the Australian version when it came to Netflix, and it's crazy when you think just about how now it's exploded into this massive franchise which we're going to get to in a few minutes for all of you listeners out there but it's just so mind-boggling to think that like you were part of the very first season and witnessed just how it's grown and grown and then literally within the past years it's just exploded i know like i i never thought like it would be as big as it was like i don't know okay, so I remember when it first came to netflix like i got people me be like oh yeah the show I'm going on it. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> wait, what? What? I didn't sign up on it. I didn't know. <laughs> I love it. So now after a successful first season, you actually came back for season two of Love on the Spectrum. What was that like for you to return to the show that gave you the confidence to find love? Uh, I guess it, um, originally I wasn't coming back for season two. Like, Really? Yeah, no, I wasn't. I've been going to come back for season two, but, um, <laughs> but this, this this is a podcast exclusive right here. Please share. <laughs> but, um, yeah, like um, off the first season, I was like, yeah, I think my time on the TV's done. Like, I think I'm I'm good. But um, they really wanted me to um meet. Well, I already met Mark, but like me to um, go on a date with Mark, and they like oh yeah get along really well and I was a bit like uh, uh, I think like my time on TV done they were like please please we'll, we'll, we'll shout you dinner and I'm like yeah okay free food <laughs> I'm English like I love I love free food like mention like oh we'll buy you something or you get nipple free I'm like yeah okay I'm in <laughs> I'm in free dinner okay <laughs> <laughs> take opportunities of the free dinners and all the free opportunities that you have when you can get <laughs> even like like when I, um even like someone offered me a pen up, you're like, yeah, doink, that's mine now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
I know. I just remember reminiscing on the last time that I shot because it was a free drink that we got in the bar. So thank God I didn't have to pay for that. Because <laughs> I just finished my graduate program. I was paying off student loans. <laughs> so here's the thing. Both original seasons of Love on the Spectrum were met with a massive audience reaction and huge critical success, not just in Australia, but literally around the world. What was your reaction to the explosive popularity of Love on the Spectrum and now its global franchise? Oh, like, oh, like I said before, like, I didn't realize it was going to be as big as it was. And it was like kind of like a bit overwhelming, like, especially when it first came on Netflix, like, they get through the messages and it's just like, because I know um, for, yeah. the, for the, well, um, the US season two, um, like with the um, new people, like they know um, media's like being blown up and they've been like really overwhelmed and all that. Like, because it's a lot, like, especially when like it's that first coat, like it's cute. Yeah. <laughs> but like, uh, yeah, when, because it was sort of like a slow, because we had, um, when it came out in Australia in um, the, on the, um, ABC, like, I had, like, a few people, like, come up to me, and a few people knew who it, who I was, but, like, it wasn't as big as it was when Netflix got mm. it. Like, mm. all over the world, I had people come up to me, oh, my God, funny, so, um, I got a funny story, um, so, mm -hmm. I was at Macca's, so, McDonald's, I was in Mac Macca's parking lot, waiting for my friend, oh. a car went through the drive through and they saw me, and they did a Yui. <laughs> and I'll be like, I know, I saw you. Ah. I'm like, oh, yeah. And you're like, you're like, oh, my God, I love you. I'm like, oh, thank you. Like, I love it. So they literally recognize you out of McDonald's parking lot drive through And kids right now, they was coming out. Wow. Like, everyone inside was coming out. They thought I was like someone famous or something because they were asking because they was like freaking out getting photos now oh can we get a photo with you can we get a photo with you they i don't think they knew what i was but i'm like yeah okay yeah i know of people. <laughs> that's amazing though that they recognized you i mean especially like after since literally now it's been five years since the original love on the spectrum premiered um and, and it's interesting because i was thinking about this um, the other day when the second season of the U.S. version premiered, you know, I think that we wouldn't all be here right now doing even doing this podcast if it wasn't for the OGs that put this show on the map. I mean, you know, when I think about it, I'm like, well, we wouldn't have if Michael, Mr. A plus didn't go on the show. I don't think we will be here. I don't think if you or Jimmy and Charnay or Chris and Ruth did. Are my getting their names right chris and ruth um tom and ruth tom and ruth okay i am so sorry please don't come after me internet for that um you know and olivia and all kelvin and maddie and all the other cast members all of us that are now on the second season and on this first season of the u.s version we would not be here we really owe it to you guys for just even putting this show on the map and i honestly just think that you guys don't get the recognition i think that everybody in the Australian versions honestly deserves. Because when you think about it, I remember before shooting season one, I literally had to watch the two seasons and be like, okay, this is what to expect. This is what to be prepared. But nothing really prepares you 
for when you go in, you sit down with the cameras and Kian just yells, action. You're just like, you have to act natural. And I'm just like, okay. And natural, how do you say? Because, see, I could have gone on the show, looking the entire drink and be like, all right, way to bring another one. I need to talk to my friend here. You know, and especially this season, I'm not going to say what I did this season. Y'all are going to have to just watch and find out. But now literally, but literally like my own grandma texts me. She's like, you would do something like that on national TV. You would. <laughs> oh, yeah. What was your favorite part about shooting not just season one, but both seasons of Love on the Spectrum? I can imagine you have so many favorite parts from just shooting the show. Oh, my God. A bit, but like, um, well, not technically shooting, but like, um, at the end of season one, we all got together for like a photo shoot mm. for like the um, that was like I met those, I met everyone and all that. But I, I went with Jim and Sinead because we live like five minutes away, like, we are like, yeah. So I remember we were um, waiting in um, a room, like, because um, we were like, we all dressed, waiting for like our hair, makeup, and then we, me, Jimmy. We're in a room, and Shanae went to go to the toilet, and me and Jimmy were like, "Oh, um, wouldn't it be funny if I got because it was like a school themed thing, like there was lockers. Wouldn't it be funny if I if I like tried to climb in the locker and jumped out of Shanae?" Oh, <laughs> bless your heart! How did that turn out? So I was trying to get in the lock. I couldn't. Like I was trying to squeeze myself in the locker, and Shanae walked in. <laughs> and I said, like, "What are you doing?" I mean, Jimmy was just there, like, "No." Well, that was a prank that epically backfired. <laughs> and like a gavel, you know, like a judge's gavel. And <laughs> Jimmy was just going on. I don't think that he can. Oh, we caught so much. <laughs> like when we met, and he, I think he saw us, he was like, oh my god, what? why do we put these things together? <laughs> I love it. I love it. You know, behind the scenes chaos. That's brilliant. I love it. I love it. Um, so as one of the main cast members from both seasons one and two of the original OG Love on the Spectrum, as we clearly just found out, you are easily very recognizable from the show still to this very day. Um, what has been one of your favorite fan interactions? Oh, well, the Marcus one, like, now, at the time, I was a bit overwhelmed, but, like, I was looking back, like, now it's funny. There was also another one, like, at the shopping center. Like, I'm hard of hearing, like, I can't hear very well. Mm, and yes. I was, like, shopping, and a security guard was following me and shouting my name, and I couldn't hear. And, like, I looked over, security guard, he was, like, huge, like, arms crossed, like, I've been calling your name, and I'm like, oh, my God, oh, my God, I was, like, freaking out, I'm like, oh, my God, what did I do, what did I do, I didn't do anything, I didn't do anything, oh, my God, and he was like, I saw you on the show, and literally, I'm like, oh, God, because he looked, like, like, he was, like, very, very, like, big and all that, like, he looked scary, and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm in trouble, I don't know what I did, it turns out he just knew who I was, but he was like, he was like, Chloe, Chloe, Chloe. He's like, I've been trying to call you. You've ignored me. I'm like, I can't hear. <laughs> but like, did you, like, that scared Lindsay like that. I mean, I thought I was like going to get arrested or something. I don't know what I did. You thought you were going to get arrested because someone recognized you from the show. God. And like, he was following me and I'm like, oh my God, I thought I was going to get in trouble. I didn't know what, I didn't. <laughs> he recognized me. I'm like, oh, okay. Okay. Like, we're friends. Like, every time I see him at the shop, we go, hey, hey. Like, we're good now, but oh my god. 
<laughs> when you have like a big security guard. Oh, <laughs> oh I love it. Uh, I like going on my own, like, okay, I, I didn't pick anyone over. I didn't do anything. I didn't hurt anyone. Like, I didn't. I don't know. <laughs> no, no, no. You were arrested for going on TV without people's permission. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. But that's actually a really funny story, though, that, like, a security guard out of all people recognized you. That's hilarious. I just remember being in Mexico this past year. It was myself, my girlfriend, and actually Danny and her family came along. We were at this nightclub in Cabo, Mexico, for my birthday. And all of a sudden, this couple, they just noticed us. And they're like, we've seen you on TV. And I'm just like, wait, you must be talking to them. They're like, well, actually, we're talking to you, too. And I'm like, wait, me? How, like, Okay, I'm only in one episode from this past season. How do you recognize me out of all people? But I just found it really hilarious that, like, even to this day, people still will, like, recognize anybody from the show who's been on. They'll just be like, oh, yeah. lots. Doesn't matter if they're a random couple from South Dakota or if it's an Australian security guard, they will recognize you if they are huge fans of the show. Um, so speaking of <laughs> Love on the Spectrum, did you get a chance to watch the U.S. version of the show? And if so, what are your thoughts? Uh, I watched the first season. I haven't got one um, to watch in the second season yet, but I will. Mm. I, I will. I will. Because <laughs> it actually sold me. Like, when Amy said that your grandma, like, um, message you'd be like, oh, no, it's I'm like, yeah, I have to watch that. <laughs> I have to, to do the chaos. I have to. <laughs> But what did you think of the U.S. version of the show? Like, what were your thoughts on that? I, know, I really liked it. Like, it was like, um, well, like it was a shock to like obviously the in off like Australian and uh, America, like it like different countries and it's like different like costume customs and all. Like in um, Australia, like it felt like very laid back. Like but the American one, it was mm -hmm. like watch it. I was a bit. It's a bit of a shock. I'm like, oh my god. But like, either I'm, I'm really bad at planning. Like, I can't. No, you're yeah. good. You're good. It was just really, really different. And like, how everyone like acted and like all the people. It was just very different. And I, I really liked it because it, it was sort of like, I understand why the American one took off like so much more than the Australian one. Like, but um, <laughs> yeah, it was a bit of a shock like watching. It's like, cause I was, I comp like I was comparing, <laughs> and you're not supposed to do that, but I do it. I like comparing. Oh, of course, and me too. Me too. I was like, mm, that that's different. The, oh, so um, the, we couldn't do that in the Australian one, but they did in the. <laughs> and I, if I was just watching, I'd just be like, mm, it's different. Mm. I'd be like, oh, and they did that. Oh, and I said that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's true. Like, I kind of found myself doing the same thing. It's like I was watching the first season with my girlfriend. For instance, like, you guys had an entire cast shot. The U.S. version didn't. Sort of how everyone in the country from the Love on the Spectrum West was so spread out, where I feel like Love on the Spectrum in Australia, everyone was so, I felt like much more closer. I could be wrong, so, you know, Please correct me if I'm wrong about that. You know, but like you said, like so many different comparisons and contrasts, and especially since you were on the original show, you're like, okay, we did this, but we didn't do that. I really like Danny because he was like very, very like um, blunt, like not blunt, but you know, like um, he was very 
you know, like on, on it, that he said what he feels. And like, I was literally, I was watching him, and I'm like, oh my God, I would not, I could, if I did now, oh my God. Because I just love how open, like how forward he is, and like, he just, he just seems like a really nice person, and he's just very, he just doesn't care what other people think, he just says what he, you know, feels. And I, yeah, so when I'm watching him, I'm like, oh my God, I was like, oh my God. <laughs> absolutely absolutely and something too that i think that we all agree with is that for everyone who is a main cast member it takes guts to go on the show it takes guts to put yourself out there on camera and actually look for love and be authentically autistic while doing it at the same time see i don't think that people will ever realize what goes on behind the scenes that if you actually haven't been in front of the camera to see it for yourself you don't know what that's like yeah, I could say I get it. Like literally, when I had the camera on me, it was like a practice thing, um, like a practice thing. But even so, I was sweating. I'm like, oh my god, oh my god, what do I say? What do I say? But like, you get used to it. Like you get used to the camera. The more you know, you go. like the first time is always daunting. But yes. like the more times, you it's sort of like natural, and you like kind of like you don't it, like like you don't see the camera there. It's like you just. So, um, literally, I think um, the first, like, um, when I did, like, my, the interview of me sitting down, yeah. and and it's, like, one of, that was, like, the first thing they shot, and I was very, very nervous, and, like, I was a bit, like, closed off, but, like, you can see, like, throughout, um, the, well, the rest of um, episode one on season one, and um, season two, like, I, was, I got out my shell, like, I was, like, I was more, I went, it's all good. Just run it out. Blue, little, little, little. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's just very hard to be yourself on camera. It is. Like, especially when it's... And there's like an ex expectation. Like, people are going to watch and if people are going to judge you, yeah. Beyond, to... beyond. You, everyone wants you to be. You can't, you know, it's very, it's very difficult. Like, first season, like, it was very difficult Um, with, like, when I was like on date for that because I didn't want to like show my real self because I'm like oh people might be you know yeah. that's weird but even till I didn't I was like yeah yeah no and I and you bring up some really great points too like I just remember when we shot season one I literally was like so caught off guard with the camera right there because I did not know what I was going to get myself into let alone how huge season one and the the US version was gonna turn out. So I literally was just like, okay, just stare somewhere at the wall. Don't you dare look at the camera. Cause if you look at the camera, they're just gonna be like, oh, you're wasting time now. Get the heck off our set. <laughs> <laughs> but it's interesting though, cause like when you say it, it's like, you have to figure out a way to be yourself. And that's what like, I love about all the cast members, like the ones that are going on dates. Like, they're being authentically themselves. I've actually had a chance to spend time with a lot of the cast members outside the show. What you see from them is what you get. Just like how you spend a lot of time with the cast members in Australia. Like, everybody's exactly who they are on what you see on TV, which is incredible. So tell me a little bit about your life right now at this very moment. What are you currently up to? Do you have any future projects in the works? Um, I Well, um, I have a lot of projects, but... Um, I'm well, like I said, um, I'm going to a concert next uh, week on Tuesday with Amanda, and like I've crocheted my entire outfit for it. Hey, like, I at the moment, 
content because I realized the bag I want to take was too big. I can't get in the venue. So I'm like, okay, I'll just go crochet bag then. Like, yeah, but um, yeah, I've been crocheting. I've been sewing, but I've got a lot of Comic Con. Like um, this year, oh. the, I, I'm really getting into it so i'm like staying like in hotels and i'm like going all out <laughs> but like it's gonna be fun but because for the concert like the hotel was 200 dollars, and i'm just like, oh my gosh 200 dollars. yeah in australian like au so i think it would be like 120 usd i'm not quite sure don't quote me on that but like it yeah, but like it, it's not it's not two hundred USD. Oh my god, oh, that would be like four hundred. I yeah, know. Like, oh, no. yeah. I know. I mean, they gotta bring the prices down. They gotta bring the prices down. We're just working our butts off for money these days. <laughs> yeah, I know. Cause I think like the Australian dollars like worth more. So like it, like mm. what, like like I think it's almost double. Like oh, I don't know. really, <laughs> but like I'm not. Yeah, but I think like. US ten dollars is like seventeen AU dollars. Oh wow. Okay, that's something that I just learned today. So thank you so much for don't, that information. Don't, 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 I don't know like the like the button don't me but like I know it's like that's a big don't difference. Worry, I promise I won't. So now as everybody knows, season two of Love on the Spectrum US was just released this past week. Um, and we are now introduced to three new main cast members. We got Journey from Chicago, we got Tanner from South Carolina, and we got Connor from Georgia. As a former main cast member yourself on uh, the original Love on the Spectrum, both seasons, um, what are some tips or pieces of advice that you wish to offer to them as a main cast member yourself? I messaged Journey. Like, um, really? Yeah, I didn't message journey so nice but um yeah so the um tom and Eddie haven't watched um her episodes yet because he couldn't you know like bring it up to watch it and i'm like oh same like when um the first season came out like i i couldn't like i just had i had to keep pausing and like just stopping i'm like mm -hmm. i'm like oh my god watch it but like i gave her some advice like literally don't force yourself into watching it like just take your time and like you be forced but like it's so different like when you're on it or you know people who are on it because otherwise like with the American person like I could just watch it you know like watch it I don't really know any American but like with um the Australian ones mm -hmm. like even watch like Amanda's like bit I'm like I had to keep pausing I'm like oh, I can't do that <laughs> but I need quite a few people like Virginia Chimay. Oh my god, no wedding. I love no wedding. I was supposed to go yes. during COVID. Wait, why like, didn't you go to their wedding? Um, COVID. That was like when it got really, we oh. were me and my friend Brody, we were going to go. But like, like literally, they had like family and the can crew, and that's all they had. Because I didn't want to go. I remember um, in like, um, Janae was showing me like a video of her wedding and I'm just now like oh my god it's so cute but um oh my god the oh I'm going back but the engagement oh my god I I cried and I knew I knew Jimmy was gonna he said he was gonna you know and I'm just like 
but, um, absolutely. Um, but um, when we were well on um, our way to the photo shoot, because I went with them, Sinead showed me the video of um, Jimmy posing to her that I saw it before anyone else, Aww. and I'm fighting. I'm like, oh my god, it is so dark. Yeah, I have to say, it's really awesome that you and Journey were able to connect already. I feel like you guys are similar in many ways. What pieces of advice for Tanner and Connor would you give if they were listening to this right now? Not the same, like, same thing, but like, don't force yourself to watch the show because you don't want it to take your time. And like, it's a lot, like, obviously, because it's on Netflix, like, the um, yeah. attention, it's a lot. And it's, you just get a bit, you know. Over um, yeah, and like take a break from social media if you need to. You don't have to read every comment. You don't have to respond to every message. Yeah. Like, well, like you can take like a few days or a few hours. You can like put the phone down, just you know, pretend like nothing happened. And that's really, yeah, just take a break. really awesome advice, especially coming from someone who has actually been through this before and knows the ropes and knows the scopes, you know, especially since like these are three new main cast members and you know, their lives are now changing literally because everyone now knows them from the show. So I think that right there is, I, I couldn't have said any better myself. So last question, Chloe, is this, what would you like to say to your fans that have watched you on Love on the Spectrum and have supporting you from all parts of the world, not just Australia, but the entire world. Um, thank you. Um, thank you for watching this show. Um, thank you for the support. It's nice to know that people like how I was portrayed on the show, and like I'm really happy that um it got like big because like we got the US person now. Well, listen. Thank you all so much for tuning into this episode. If you like what you heard on this episode and want to hear other episodes or stay tuned for future ones, may be sure to like, comment, and subscribe to this podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode of Autistically Unapologetic. I'm Devin Morrissey, and I'll see you next time on Autistically Unapologetic. Thanks for listening to this episode of Autistically Unapologetic with Devin Morrissey. If you like what you hear and you want to see more, don't forget to rate and subscribe to stay tuned for future episodes. Again, thanks for listening.